0: You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions. But uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey everybody, it's, it's to back here for the podcast. Matt Michaels here with City Steve and Simon Street. DJ Impec is out looking for his slippers once again. So, uh, it's wrestling talk. We're going to get right into it. All right. This week, Steve, what do you got for our four-way stop?
1: Well, this week, uh, Matt Michaels Maxwell Jacob Friedman is your new AEW World Champion after defeating Jon Moxley with assistance from William Regal and the Brass nux You called it. You that called sounds it. familiar. You called TK, it. since you're listening or watching, thank you for your support. Uh, elsewhere, uh, it, great match. Great match. Um, it was everything that it should have been. Um, and – yeah, it just down to the MJ or the uh, the William Regal turn at the end of the match. Uh it they 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 foreshadowed that stuff. Like I said from the cinematography, from the way that they shot certain scenes, um it was predictable, but quite frankly, having a coherent wrestling show that is predictable is better than just swerving people just for the sake of swerving people at the end of the day. Uh elsewhere, swerve. Jamie Hader.
0: Was Interesting choice of words. Yeah, We're
1: swerving. I <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Uh Jamie Hater is your new AEW interim women's world champion after defeating Tony Storm with assistance from Britt Baker and Rebel. Wait, what didn't I just say that somebody else won a title after outside interference? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Anyway. Um, I, I, they actually pulled the trigger on it. They actually put the title on hater. Um, I'm totally here for it. And I'm not going to lie. Those, those two ladies put on what was possibly the best women's match in recent AEW history. Now, obviously the company's only been around for three years, but I don't want to say that it was the best match in AEW women's history, but some great spots, too much interference at the end. Um, but yeah, uh, Jamie Hader, your new AEW interim women's world champion. Awesome.
0: Simon Street, what do you got?
2: Um, I got some from Full Gear as well, man. Um, definitely uh, to echo some of the sentiment of Sin City Steve, that was a very good women's match as well. Um, another women's match was Soraya facing uh, uh, Britt Baker. So her first match back. Uh, I think they said, what, five, six years, something like that. Uh, I, think it's, I feel like it was even longer, but um, she looked pretty decent. She didn't have a large amount of ring rust like I figured she would. Um, her brother was in attendance, um, and it was really, really good. It was very heartfelt, I ain't gonna lie. You know, I almost had a little teary eye when she went over on Britt Baker. And it was believable. It, it was pretty believable how she won. It was it was straight up. It wasn't no foolery. So appreciate that. Um also too, uh, another good part of the show that I really, 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 really enjoyed was uh Death Triangle defeating those trio championships against the elite. Coming back, that was a really good match as well. Obviously, uh, Ray Phoenix learned how to cheat finally and used that little small hammer finally as he was about to get the one-winged angel. Uh, so, you know, uh, that was a good one as well. And you can hear Pac telling him, look at your work, be proud of your work. So I appreciate that. Um, you know, outside of that, man, uh, I don't want to echo too much because I know we'll be talking about a lot. Um, you know, MJF being champion. Uh Super excited for that. I think anybody, whether you watch AEW don't, you knew this guy has stock and talent. You, all the boxes are clicked. And so now that he has the championship, it's interesting to see how that's going to go with AEW. You finally have someone in place with the title. No, don't be smirching Moxley or anything like that, but you have the complete package. Unmoldable clay. Tony, don't touch the shit. Let some other people touch it. That's all I'm going to say.
0: <laughs> yeah and uh yeah I, I mean they're better, better than Mox that's for sure. Yeah. Um all right. Uh, also this week uh Seth Rollins is finally a face uh mm. going over on uh Finn Balor you know that match was pretty uh pretty impressive for uh Raw. Um but what caught my eye the most was uh, Tozawa Playing poker <laughs> with JPL and Corbin. That was fucking hysterical. Good little vignette. Uh didn't know he was still with the company. That's the other thing. So uh New Day calling Gunther Lurch from the Anime Tales. <laughs> uh, which you know, the the match was interesting to have a uh uh, a three on three with uh, Braun Strowman joining the New Day, which why not uh, make him an official member of the New Day? I want to see him come out with the unicorn horns again and have Braun Strowman and the unicorn horn. Be great. N- more merch. Merch sales on skyrocket. Uh, and uh, finally, uh, Zoe Stark's heel promo on NXT, which uh, really is interesting because as much as she's you know putting out the heel vibes uh she even gave Mandy a little praise as being a good champion um the crowd is still kind of behind her idea of uh you know being a badass and going to be interesting to see how well the heel aspect plays especially against uh, Nikita considering that the fans have been pretty all in on her so should be uh pr- pretty cool to see where that ends up going and uh, giving her a chance to finally play a heel uh, after being a face for pretty much her whole career. All right, here we go on to uh, Too Sweet for the Week. Simon <music> Street, what is Too Sweet this week?
2: Man, I will say, too sweet for the week is gonna again come from full gear. Man, uh, that match, uh, cage match with uh, Jungle Boy and uh, Luchasaurus was was fire. I have to honestly say they uh, exceeded some of my expectations. No, no, no diss on them. I just didn't think they could dig that deep, and they sure did. Jungle Boy with that uh, elbow, precise, precision, sharpshooting elbow to the sternum of Luchasaurus off the top of the cage. Um, I've seen only two other wrestlers in my lifetime do that elbow from that height that well, Um, and he don't have a big frame, so I wonder what his shoulder feel like and his elbow feel like, but uh, that was an excellent, excellent match. Um, and then also too from uh Full Gear, too, that Ring of Honor World Championship with Claudio Cassinoli, uh Brian Danielson, Sammy Guevara, and Chris Jericho was good. It was really, really good. Even the way that Chris Jericho came in with, with uh what is the name of the move again? I always mess it up where he does the elbow.
1: The Judas effect.
2: Thank you, the Judas effect. How he how he I guess uh Guevara was getting swung and he hit it just right. And I was like, wow, that's that's a that's a clean finish. And anytime there's a four-way and the champion needs to win, I want to see shit like that because as they did state, it's about a 25% chance that if you can even win any of the champions. So to me, that makes logical sense. Those were my two sweet for the week, all in one show. So it's like eating a big extra bowl of cereal Saturday morning watching your cartoons, and life is just great. It's great. <laughs>
0: See what kind uh, of cereals eating. <laughs> yeah, I mean sure. Why not? Uh I will say this week, uh, it's nice to see Austin Theory getting his uh shine back uh all of a sudden now, you know, it's it's aggression, uh, which worked for a certain John Cena, so I think this might work for Theory, kind of rebuild him a bit. Uh man, the uh Sammy and the Usos this week, everything was so great with the story building up um, to the big ending of SmackDown, where we find out KO is joining the team of the Brutes and uh, Drew McIntyre, which uh, had been floated out there. It was kind of assumed that that would be what was going to happen. But just seeing that end brawl segment uh, in the setup, they gave KO one on one time with Roman there, which is pretty big. Um and you know maybe the, the that's possibly what we'll see come out of this is maybe a little KO and Roman feud with Sammy kind of being the uh the in the middle and then of I would say eventually Sammy betraying uh not the Usos but Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. And then we get Kevin Owens versus Sammy for the nine hundredth time. Oh yeah, whatever I
2: Amazing. swear those two are in competition with Gargano and Tommaso for as many, uh, back in fact, views yeah. across brands. Yeah. But that's seriously. very brutey
0: Yeah. So that's what I got going. Steve, what do you got this week?
1: All right. So as has been mentioned, the elite returned to AEW at full gear with some new entrance music. They entered to carry on my wayward son by Kansas classic song. Um, the Elite returned, but notice, I did I did not say that they returned and won the AEW World Trios titles. That's because the Lucha Bros picked up the win after, as Simon had mentioned, Ray Phoenix actually used the hammer. So uh, yeah, we'll see what, what the fallout is from there. Uh, what's on the horizon for Death Triangle? Um, solid match by all six guys. Uh everybody had their own little showcase moments in there. Um it it really was great to see. Um I I made note that Nick Jackson it looked absolutely phenomenal. Yes. No disrespect to absolutely anybody else on the match. Nick Jackson looked like a million bucks. Um so great stuff by everybody involved. Uh elsewhere, Soraya, uh welcome back. Uh she went out had a good match with Britt Baker, especially after being gone for 5 years. Unfortunately, the crowd didn't quite know who to cheer for because, yeah, Soraya came back. She was a huge babyface. Last week on Dynamite, Britt Baker cuts probably one of the better babyface promos cut by anybody this year, and she's the heel. Okay. So, other than that, and outside of the crowd not really knowing who to cheer for, uh, it was a great match, great baseline for Soraya um and Britt was a perfect antagonist and i can't wait to see more from these guys
0: you know uh that's it's it's going to be interesting to see where they go with it uh especially it, it, it's it, we don't know like right. you you don't know it's it's such a question mark and uh that leads us into uh what uh, WTF. Uh, I'll start with this one because of the fact that you kind of uh, hit on something there. (sighs) MJF, is he a heel or is he a face now? Was the Blackpool club, they were heels, but then they became faces. But now Mox is a face. There are a lot of um, who the fuck cares in terms of the investment of what they're doing with these characters um the perfect example is you put the tnt title on joe when you're building hobbs yeah as the monster it it makes no fucking sense um it's almost maddening uh and then are we? Does that mean that since Wardlow lost the belt, now MJF has the heavyweight championship? So now Wardlow is going to be the big baby face, and MJF is going to be the heel, and we're going to get the exact same feud we got just months ago. It feels like that's where that's headed at some point here. Um, just recycle it, go back to it. Uh, but the other thing that was really that makes no sense. You open the show with a cage match that, of course, the cage doors open. You then start using weapons. So it's a brutal match. That's your first fucking match. Open with the Jericho match, okay? Because now every single thing that happens beyond this cage match is looked at as not nearly as important as that cage match was. Meaning... Brass Knuckles, Bell Hammer, TNT Belt, all that shit. And then the pliers uh, were were the other, you know, thing that were being fought over. And then you also had, uh, like you said, the um, in uh, Haters Match, the costing about... There was just all these endings that were not clean for a, for a pay-per-view, which didn't make sense. So... That's my feeling on uh, that show. Uh, Steve, what do you
1: got? <sighs> well, merch watch Vicky Guerrero wore an I'm Your Mommy shirt to the ring. That normally wouldn't be newsworthy, except that it was the Rhea Ripley I'm Your Mommy shirt from WWE yeah. Shop.
2: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> okay. Okay. See the correlation, though?
2: See oh, the yeah, correlation?
1: Completely, completely. Yeah. but still. Um, and you know, another thing, Sting and Jeff Jarrett facing off in the middle of the ring in 2022, and yes, there were loud TNA chants. (laughs) Oh boy. I don't know if if you want to garner TNA chants in 2022, if you're AEW. Hopefully Jeff Jarrett is off TV going forward. If not, uh, what the fuck? Uh, elsewhere, Michaels, you actually hit on it. Uh, Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs versus Samoa Joe. This match was a good old-fashioned Haas fight. Uh, It was was a very, very solid match. Uh, That being said, this segment is WTF. So, of course, it's here, and it's here because of the ending. You had the perfect opportunity to pass the TNT title from one young, homegrown talent to another, without either of them having to lose the match. But this could have started a great, a great trajectory for powerhouse Hobbs. Instead, Samoa Joe chokes out powerhouse Hobbs. So Hobbs, mm-hmm. who you've been building, takes the fall out of the three. I mean, Wardlow was at least somewhat protected by not taking the fall, but I don't quite get the fucking mentality or the reasoning behind this. doesn't make sense. What the
0: it fuck? does make sense after we found out that Tony Khan is based out of esports pro wrestling, because <laughs> that's what it feels like, man. Simon, go ahead.
2: Uh, you know, I was actually gonna that that was part of my uh, WTF for the week was you know I was just scratching my head because I thought the same thing. I was like, you've been building up Hobbs, you know, and he looked to be the the bigger aggressor out of them. I mean, pound for pound. You know, I even was saying uh, to my girl, I was like, D- "If A and AEW don't do something with him, WWE will pick his ass up real quick." And that's that's how serious I am about it. Oh yeah, because uh, he's already he's he's ready. All he needs is a little bit of direction. He's ready to go. Um, with that being said, you know, Cincinnati uh, already went, and Ignatium would speak on that. So I'll go on to my next WTF. Uh man, SmackDown, Shotzi versus Shayna Baszler. I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it at all. I felt like the, the match itself was unnecessary, especially going in, you know, heading towards Survivor Series. Um, I thought that it's supposed to be Shotzi building into, you know, her match with, you know, the champ. But I, I, I just don't know. Like, I just felt like the match wasn't necessary. It To me, it threw me off on SmackDown as a show in general. Um, I hope WWE maybe thanks to that. I don't know. I'm just one person. I'm sure other people maybe felt the same. But I just didn't like it. Um, outside of that, uh, something that was mentioned earlier is uh, Zoe Stark. Um, you know her ex- her explanation of why she attacked. Uh, you know Nikita Lyons. Um, I'm feeling her persona heal, but uh, I felt that her promo was not convincing. And we do know that's something that that she's kind of working on. And maybe it's just there's certain molds that works better for her. I just felt she could she could have conveyed that a lot better. She just kept going around and around and around. So uh, I wasn't feeling. I was like, "What the hell?" Because I was expecting her in this heel mode capacity to really be official and thorough. But uh, you know, take it back to the drawing table. There's a lot room for her to improve.
0: Yeah, and like what what you say, and around and around and around. That's also that's the the writing team. Um, true. Yeah. Very so.
2: True.
0: So it's, it's kind of a, com- a combination of uh, we're trying to figure that out. All right, what are we on the lookout? Yeah. Simon, what are you looking forward to? A
2: couple of things I'm looking for. I, I really was feeling SmackDown. Um, you know, with New Day, Braun Strowman, and, uh, you know, Imperium. You know, I think there might be something there. Um, It's no secret that right now, um, you know, pretty much the way it's going to go with we have confirmed reports of Roman being part time and still holding those belts. Your main titles on each show are prospectively going to be United States Championship and Intercontinental Championship. And the people holding those belts are pretty solid. With that being said, when it comes to Gunther, um, showcasing Imperium is a plus. you got to understand they're a sound group. If you watch the NXT product. You would know that and know that they're a sound group. So much, in fact, that Triple H brought up um, what you call it, Giovanni up to the main roster immediately because he saw that it was a little bit lacking, complete. Uh, I will say this. I'm interested to see how this is going. Also, in the background, you have the World Cup tournament going on. Now, that World Cup tournament, interesting enough, somebody else is still in there to be seen. Obviously, Braun Strowman. So it's interesting how all those pieces are coming together. You know, so again, I'm looking forward to seeing how that's going to play out. I did like the matchup. I like the fact that uh, Gunther uh, allowed Braun Strowman to shine a little bit. Um, but at the same time, Gunther still showed it. So again, it's a great, even matchup. And I want to see more of that. I mean, you never know. In fact, right now, I'll call it. I'm okay with seeing Intercontinental Championship be defended against Braun Strowman. I'm just going to call it right now. I would love to see that. It would be great.
0: Yeah, and I I would assume that's what what we're going to see, right? Uh, I myself uh, was very interested, and we saw it a little bit start last week, but Bray and L.A. Knight, Mm -hmm. it looks like maybe this will be Bray's first in-ring feud. And could it end where... (laughs) L.A. Knight becomes some kind of persona in the game of Bray Wyatt. Maybe that's what they do this time is kind of what they did with Alexa Bliss and have some guys get affected by, you know, this craziness of Uncle Howdy. Um, But really the biggest thing I'm looking out for is – the single most confusing match in the history of pro wrestling being announced, the iron survivor. <laughs>
2: yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. Good <laughs> job. HBK. Good job. <laughs> like,
0: I, it seems like, you know, they were driving on the road back in 1997. And, <laughs> It must have had a conversation between Hunter and Sean. Wouldn't it be great if we had five wrestlers and they every five minutes someone comes in and then whoever's got more points at the end, and then you get sent into a penalty box. And then, oh, man, (laughs) pinfall, submission, disqualification. Oh, like, holy shit. And there's rules. It's like, holy fuck. Um, And there's going to be two (laughs) women's and a men's. So um, it'd be interesting. I, I would assume they'll start setting up those five. Uh, the show's December 10th. So it'd be interesting to see what happens with, uh, with that. Uh, Steve, what are you looking forward to?
1: Well, I am looking out for what's next for Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. Obviously, we are spiraling toward a solo feud between the two of them. Um, but, you know, I, I'm very interested in the dynamic of that um, and where the two progress from there. Um, obviously swerve has proven in the last few weeks, just how good of a heel he can be. And I, I don't think that we've seen the full potential realized. I think that he can be one of the top heels in your company if you give him the ball. Um, so yeah, it, it very, very solid match between those two and the acclaimed, um, finally, we got the implosion of and our glory long overdue, but at least we got it. Um, quite frankly, I'm also looking forward to what's next for Jack Perry and Luchasaurus. Uh, you have to spiral those two away from each other at this point. That match definitely felt like a blow off. Uh, not to mention, uh, who knows if, if Jack Perry is going to miss some time. Um, you mentioned the elbow off the top, uh, Simon, you had to have also seen that pretty nasty-looking bruise it, uh, mm-hmm. in his rib area. Yeah. So I'm sure that uh, yeah he didn't walk away from that match unscathed. Um, good stuff by both of those guys. But yeah, let's let's spin those two away from each other. Let's uh, you know get them pursuing other things. Um, and also, fresh off the press is something that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, it was announced on November twentieth. That Kenny Omega is going back to New Japan Pro Wrestling after nearly four years absence, and he will challenge Will Osprey for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship at Wrestle Kingdom seventeen on J- on January the fourth, twenty twenty three. Sign me the fuck up. That's gonna
2: be good. That's gonna be crazy. And
0: the belt collector comes back.
2: <laughs> uh, Well, that's good if he does he can go to wwe and collect the 24 7 retired title out of this (laughs) and dana brooke can waste five minutes of our time explaining how pissed off she is
0: yeah yeah, you know unfortunately you don't have our truth to do it so why not dana brooke can be mad uh the one thing about the swerve match that really steve made no sense in terms of you're making swerve the heel but keith lee walks out out, out. him he walked him. out on his
2: principles okay no, no, so, no, no, so that's... No,
0: that, no what i'm saying is the heel if you want to solidify your heel you have Usually your he heel walk out, out so yeah. that your baby face gets
1: beaten yeah
0: they beat the fuck out of swerve to win the match so yeah. it makes no sense but again oh but you, you also
1: do that? have to look at it from the standpoint that the acclaimed are baby faces so would it have necessarily been great for them to take advantage of the two yeah, on one to win the match? Right. I, I, I it's, it, right. it, it's it's a catch twenty two. I, I totally see right. your point.
0: And and you're also in your they put themselves in that position because when you have if you just want to do gray lines, then you can't consider the acclaimed baby faces right. because it's baby face versus baby face. Then and then you have a heel turn. But then you have the heel who's supposed to be – he gets his uppings right as he – I don't know. It's know—it's—it's—it's yeah. it's crazy. But with that said, time for Best in Chill. Uh, I'll make it simple here. I'll start off. I'll say SmackDown. Uh, and one of the yeah. things that Simon, you said, Shotzi, I uh, here's the problem with Shotzi. Shotzi is not anything higher than Liv Morgan. And that's unfortunate. They're and not. so you, what you just saw them do was basically Shotzi is kind of the because they have to have basically dummy bags. Right. You have to have people to be beat, but they still have characters. So it's entertaining. Right. That's great. But they set up Raquel, and that's mm-hmm. where it looks like they're heading, is to go Ronda versus Raquel. Whether or not they pull the trigger on Ronda losing the belt from that, don't know. Uh, and will we see more from Ronda and Shayna together? And that might be something they might do, is yep. a tag team title run on them. So mm-hmm. uh, there we go. That's for me. And then all the other Uso stuff, who was just – phenomenal that that ending was great
1: all right steve what do you got uh aew full gear i know shocker um yes it was a long pay-per-view as they tend to be but it was a very solid pay-per-view everything from the zero hour pre-show uh where we saw ricky starks advance to the finals of the world title eliminator tournament where he will face ethan page again tk Thanks for your support of the show. We appreciate you tuning in. Um, elsewhere, uh, the one match that I did not speak about whatsoever during the other segments of this show, Chris Jericho is still your AE, your ring of honor, excuse me, world champion after defeating Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, and Sammy Guevara in an absolute fucking banger of a match. Uh, went over 20 minutes. This match stole the show. Uh, and that's why I'm mentioning it during the best in show. Um, these guys absolutely brought it. You had everything that you could have wanted in this match in terms of, you know, different styles, different ways of doing things. Uh, Jericho being the ring general, Claudio being a Superman, you had Sammy Guevara doing crazy shit. And it, it, it Brian Danielson is probably one of the best in ring technical wrestlers of our generation. Uh, and you you put it all together. That match stole the show. And quite frankly, this was a very, very, very good pay-per-view. Yeah, awesome. Simon Street.
2: Uh, mine's also going to be uh, Full Gear, uh, AEW. Um, some things that, that that I really noticed with the show, out of 10 matches, not counting the pre-show, uh, only two of them were, uh, you know, somewhat snooze alerts and not even horrible. It was just, you know, like, a, like I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, you guys in conversation jay cargill versus um you know the thief nyla rose uh you know it was an okay match but i could have skipped it if i needed to just because it's a jay cargill match nothing towards her it's just the way she built um and then also to uh as was mentioned before you know the sting and darby alley versus uh jeff Jarrett and jay leaf it wasn't a horrible match but again it's a match that you know i could have not watched but outside of that all of the matches were really just—I feel for me—top tier, had me really engaged, had me watching. You know, um, I didn't watch it live, so I watched it after it was taped, and kind of would go back on certain matches. Uh, really, really good. I felt the pacing was good as well, too. Um, it, it, it was very well paced, which that has been a challenge with AEW sometimes. They, they we know they can do it because the, you know they've done it before, but sometimes they're not consistent. Um, and then one last thing I'll say is typically, and this is just my opinion, so don't fry me, uh, AEW uh, uh, fans. Um, full Gear, since its inception, has not been a very, not a good, but it hasn't been a stellar pay-per-view. I felt like this was a very stellar pay-per-view um, for Full Gear. So, um, you know, so I appreciate that. So all in all, man, I, I really enjoyed it. The finishes were good. And, uh, again, this is for someone that is a Mayweather fan. I will admit and that's who I am. I was engaged. And so that's a good thing when you can get people to still retune in and engage in a product.
0: There you go. All right, everyone, this has been Wrestling Talk. Uh, Tune in tomorrow uh, for Three Count and then Wednesday for our Thanksgiving special. Um, then Friday for the Defalco files. So uh, that's what we got going this week. Everyone, thank you for tuning in, and until later, uh, I gotta say it: Happy Wrestling!
2: Vegas bad boys podcasting.